So I'd like to talk to you a little bit, just for a few minutes, about standing for truth. Not my truth or your truth or society's truth, but God's truth. His idea of honesty and integrity, which is something we're, we kind of talk about when we're talking about David, someone who's trying to follow the Lord and trying to be that way right now where we are. You know, uh, if you want to follow in your Bible, we'll be looking at Exodus chapter 23, verses 1 through 3. Um, this is what God had told the children of Israel way back in Exodus. In our minds and our hearts, it's easy for us to be deceived into doing the wrong things or to getting the wrong idea and following the wrong ideas. We may mean well, but sometimes we forget that we need to follow the Lord's instructions, God's instructions, even when it goes against maybe our human thinking. But in Exodus chapter 23, verses 1 through 3, he says, You shall not circulate a false report. Do not put your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil, nor shall you testify in a dispute so as to turn aside after many to pervert justice. You shall not show partiality to a poor man in his dispute. And these three verses are still very much in need today. We, we still need to pay attention to this wisdom here. In verse 1, you look there, we, we need honesty and integrity in both our personal and public lives. We must be honest and stand for the truth even when the world is against us or when it pressures us to go along with them. The attitude of going along to get along just doesn't work. I think we can easily see where that gets us. If you look at the past few decades, I mean, we've kind of that's kind of been our idea, kind of just go along to get along. And now our society is struggling because it lacks the direction from God that it had, that it once had. Truth is not a popularity contest, and we can't side with the world against God's word. Not to be offensive, but too often the folks in the world, they are deceived and they're following the wrong spirit even when they think they're being kind or think they're doing something correct. They really need to hear the truth, even though sometimes they're going to be hostile to it. And sometimes they uh, are so confused, they believe, they actually believe there is a their truth and that there's a your truth and a my truth, but there isn't, there's only truth. Truth is fact, and it is the opposite of lies and deception and deceit and falsehoods. And uh, when they mention their truth and my truth, what they really mean is perspective, but they, they've confused the two. We can have different perspectives. If I fell off here, what each of you saw might be a little different. <laughs> Just saying, you know. You, one of you might see that I tripped over my feet, but if you don't have the right angle from your perspective, you might not be able to see that. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. So just, they confuse those things. Now verse 2, if we look at that, we should not be a part of any group that is committing evil or wrong deeds or promoting wrong ideas or the very lies and falsehoods that we're talking about. And uh, not to, uh, we don't want to be dishonest to get an outcome that we want, even if we think that outcome, because he's talking about like a, 
to testify in a dispute so as to turn aside after many to pervert justice. We don't want to pervert justice just to get an outcome that we want that is more desirable for some reason. A lot of times I imagine that would be selfish reasons, but sometimes we shouldn't pervert justice even if we think that's the right thing. It kind of goes along with verse 3, which we'll get to. We just can't be a part of doing that. We can't join or follow them or support them in those types of ideas. We shouldn't side with the crowd, even if they are the majority, and even if they're pressuring us to do that, if we know they're wrong. And this is hard. Don't think it's not. I know it is. We know it's difficult to go against the crowd a lot of times. Even when you know you're right, and even when you know God is with you, sometimes if you have a angry group of people. It can be hard to go against that. But we don't want to add our influence to the wrong things or push things further in the wrong direction. Instead, we want to be fair and honest, looking at all situations with truth from the Lord, from God's Word. Now, verse 3 may be the most difficult for all of us, because if you look at verse 3 again, you shall not show partiality to a poor man in his dispute. I always want to root for the underdog. That's just natural. We feel sorry for someone. We feel like they're in a bad spot. We want, we want them to get ahead. We want what's good for them. But we can't do that by being dishonest or taking side, sides with them in a prejudiced way. We can't show favoritism and prejudice like we talked about in James, even for the poor, even for those we think are weaker if they're in the wrong. So even if we would like to help them because of their condition, because of the situation they're in, if it's wrong, it's still wrong. It doesn't change that. You might think of that where sometimes people want to take money from the rich and give it to the poor, like Robin Hood. And we kind of, when I was a kid, I kind of thought that was a cool idea. But as you get older, you realize, well, that's really just stealing. That's just wrong. No matter what your excuse is, it's still wrong. Now, I guess we need to understand they are trying to protect people who they think are at a disadvantage a lot of times. They think they're trying to help those people and that whatever that group is of people that has a lower status or is poor, you know, and they're showing them favoritism. But this is man's thinking, and it's well-intentioned, but it's still wrong according to what God has told us in these verses here. As people, we can't right all wrongs and make everything perfect through showing favoritism to those we believe are weaker or poorer. And I think we actually do them a disservice and teach them the wrong thing when we do that. It promotes getting ahead or bettering themselves through dishonest means. And that's something we don't want. So all three of these verses really boil down to following God, to being honest, having integrity, standing for truth, even when it's unpopular. Now, if we look at John chapter 14, verse 6, we can see a truth that is very important that we make sure we stand for. And this is the truth that is our message today. John 14, verse 6, 
Jesus said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way to eternal life but Jesus Christ. He is the only way. He is the truth, and he is the life. He gives us life, eternal life. And even here, he makes this life better. I don't know where I would be without the Lord, but it would probably not be good. Along with that message, we need to make sure that we let people know what the Lord said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. It's an important part of the message of Christ, that he's not demanding more than what we can do and that he's not a taskmaster. Matthew 11, chapter 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the truth is, this rest, the Lord's rest, is for all of us. He has shown his love for us, and now it's really up to us. It's our turn to turn to the Lord. I know, uh, I believe everyone here has been baptized, but if we need to ask for forgiveness or guidance or anything, if anyone has any need or desire for prayers, please come forward and let us know.